In Roman times, when swords were raised and peace on earth was rare, there lived a girl now highly praised, a girl beyond compare. Her name was Mary, Joseph's love, betrothed, untouched by man, who met an angel from above, who then revealed God's plan. Young maiden, you are full of grace. The Lord chose you of all. You shall conceive in them and then embrace the child that God must call. He shall be king and rightly so, begotten of the Lord. And blessed is he, God's son to know. So Mary, be assured. God's son was born as prophesied to Mary here on earth. In time she saw him crucified, esteemed not for his worth. Her heart was broken just like his. She held his mortal frame and neath her tears, a final kiss, a whisper of his name. Her heart was numb just like her soul. With trembling hands she prayed. Although she knew God kept control, her spirit was dismayed. With trembling lips she fought his peace. Like none on earth before. In hopes her faith would thus release a miracle and more. When Jesus left his tomb of death, the sun was rising too. The Savior savored God's new breath and knew what he must do. With God, all things are possible. Forgiveness born of faith, such as the gospel preached by Paul, to whom God could save. Today, for those of you who come out of the Catholic faith, as I do, is the celebration of the Immaculate Conception. And I want to talk about Mary because it's the right time to talk about Mary. And I want to preface that conversation by saying it doesn't matter whether you believe in Mary or not. It matters whether you know the story. Because really, 2,000 years later, 20,000 years later, or 200,000 years later, if we're still telling a story, it's probably because there's some value in the story. And Mary's story is lost. We really only know this much of Mary's life because the books that were chosen to be included in the official Bible only tell us this much, but there are other books. And in the apocryphal book of uh, James, we learn much more about who Mary was and how she came to this place and why it was so important. And so I want to share with you some things that I did not know about Mary. And that's really kind of amazing because if any particular faith ought to teach you about Mary, it ought to be Catholicism. (laughs) But these are things that I didn't know until this week as I was preparing. So one of the first things, and this is giant, one of the first things that I learned was the term immaculate conception does not refer to Jesus. Immaculate conception is not a term that references Jesus. It's a term that references Mary. Mary was conceived in immaculate conception of a a human father and a human mother and was born without what the Catholics call original sin. So when we speak about immaculate conception, we're talking about the coming into life without any stain. And I had no idea. I've always thought Immaculate Conception was about Jesus. I had no idea it was about Mary. I knew nothing about the parents of Mary. 
So Mary was born, according to James, of Joachim and Anna. And these two people were elderly. You have to remember, elderly means something very different in that time than it does now. Life was quite different then, but they were elderly. And Joachim was a very wealthy man, a very pious man, very committed to his sacred life, a very good-hearted man who was committed to the temple. Remember, they were Jewish. He was committed to the temple, committed to the holy ways of the priesthood. And so when it was time, and there were many times during the year, he brought gifts to the temple because he was wealthy and he could. And this is what you did at that time when you prayed. You prayed and you gave gifts. And the day came that he came to the temple steps and the priest said, you can't come in. Your gifts are no longer welcome here because your wife is barren. And if she cannot have a child, it tells us that God is displeased with you. So you may not give gifts and you may not pray in this way any longer. And so despaired was he that he went out to the desert He left without speaking to his wife and went straight to the desert. And for 40 days, he fasted and he prayed. What is it I have to do, Lord? What do I have to do? What is it that I did? How do I do this differently? And in the end, an angel came to him. And at the same time, back home, Anna was praying too because her husband had left and she was so hurt and she was, she went outside to the garden and she sat on a bench and up in the trees, she saw the sparrows in the nest caring for their young. And she cried out to God that even nature mocked her, that even nature showed that birth was the most natural thing. And why was it that she could not bring forth a child, that her husband would have to suffer, that there was no healing of this? And an angel appeared to her. And these angels told them both the same thing. Your prayers have been heard, and you will conceive a child. Now remember, I said, could be any age. So it was very typical at that time for a woman to be betrothed at about the age of 12. And she would be betrothed to a man, and then for a year she would stay at home, and then she would go to live with him. And during that year, there were several wifely duties. It was considered that they were married, even though there had not been a ceremony yet. They, she had many wifely things to, to take care of. So she could have moved in with, with Joaquin at 13 or 14 and considered elderly could be 27. It could be very different. But in that time, she did not believe she could have a child, and they brought forth a child, and the child was a girl. And when the angels came, they both made the same commitment. And the commitment was, if in truth a child should come to us, whether male or female, we will commit this child to the temple. We will have them educated in the ways of the temple. And so Mary was born. And she was born without sin, without stain, pure of heart, And her light was bright and beaming. And when she was born, her mother carried her everywhere for six months. She was never allowed to put her feet on the ground. For six months, her mother carried her. And at the end of six months, her mother set her down, and she took seven steps. And her mother whisked her right back up 
so absolutely clear that this was a sign of what a miracle Mary was, of what an exception Mary was, of how amazing she was. And so she picked her up and took her in the house and was careful about everything that came into the house, about what Mary was exposed to, because Mary was the child of God, and she was treated as though she were a goddess. And when she was three years old, her father went out into the city, and he gathered all of the undefiled women, all of those who still were chaste and pure, and said, today I give my daughter to the temple. And to do so, I need to walk her to the steps without fear. I need to help her to feel safe in this education we're offering because it's very outside of our tradition to educate a woman. It isn't what we do. We educate men. And this will make her different from every other woman. So I ask, will you walk with her? Will you carry the torch? You carry the light for her so that she sees that other women support her in this journey. And they did. The women in the town gathered and they lit torches and they walked her to the stairs and the priest saw her coming. And by the time she had reached the third steps, the third of the steps, they were completely smitten with her. She is beautiful. A glowing child with a smile on her face who walked willingly to the temple steps to accept her relationship with God. And they had no choice but to say yes. And so they taught her. And she went home and she came back and she went home and she came back. And at six years old, her father died. And at eight years old, her mother died. And she became the child of the temple. And at 12, when it was time, when she was becoming a young woman and it was time to choose a husband for her, the temple priests gathered and they said, how are we going to do this? How do we choose a man worthy of this young woman? And an angel came, as they seemed to do a lot of back then. (laughs) An angel came and said, To the priests, command all the men in the city to come forward and carry a staff. And don't worry, it will be shown to you who is the right one. And so the men came forward and they brought their staffs and they stood at the temple steps. And as they stood, one staff in particular blossomed at the top with a beautiful, beautiful flower. And when the flower was in full bloom, A dove descended over Joseph, and the priest knew that he was the one. Joseph was a widower with children the same age as Mary. Then he said, what are you talking about? I have kids this age. You want me to take another wife? Really? Me? And they said, not us. It's God. Look, check out the staff. It's God who wants you to do this. And so he did. And after that, we kind of know the rest of the story, don't we? But the first part of the story is really, really powerful. It's really important to know this stuff about Mary because it changes everything. It changes everything. If you only know the story from the part where Joseph agreed to marry her, you don't know anything about who she really was. You don't understand what she came to do. And it makes it really easy when you don't know the story to think, wow, what a challenge. The angel came and said, you're going to have a kid. You're with child. And Mary said, okay, if it's the will of God. Really? 
I'm telling you, if an angel shows up in my bedroom and tells me that, the answer is going to be a little bit different. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it would be different if you hadn't been a holy child from the beginning. If your parents had not told you the story about your birth being heralded. If you had not been cared for in a way that protected you from anything that might take you out of your holy center. If you were not an educated woman who had been taught the ways of the temple really to understand God, to understand the rituals and practices and ways of being holy and sacred in all that you do. This should have been predictable for Mary. Her whole life, everything about her life was different than every other man's. At least that's what James tells us. It was different than every other woman's. She was brought to this. And what about Joseph? Are you, can you imagine standing there with no clue what's going on and suddenly a flower is growing at the top of your staff? This is a little bit of a miracle. Right? A little scary too. Just a little bit scary. Not expecting to ever have a wife again. And having the, the miraculous revealing of your position in life happen in the heart of all the men of your community. Really, none of them should have been surprised. Mary grew up with all of them and Joseph had his path revealed in front of all of the men. The whole community would have received this differently than we have imagined. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't this change what happened? Because back in that time, people didn't move far away from home. It wasn't like it is now where none of your neighbors would know anything about you. Everybody in town would know you and know who you were and what you were about. So when we tell the story of Mary and we tell about the angel descending and telling her and the, telling her that she's with child and the angel descending to tell Joseph, and we think to ourselves, in a time when they stoned women for becoming pregnant before they were married, how, how is it so easy? How is it that the whole city went, yeah, okay, Joseph, if you'll take her, we won't stone her. No problem completely against everything that we believe, totally different than everything we normally do, but yeah, because you said so. No, it wasn't yeah, because you said so. It was the whole path of who she was and how he came to be her partner that put them on the path to where they ended up, that made it possible for Mary to have the strength and the, and the knowing to believe that there would be a place to deliver her child, to make Joseph able to walk amongst people of other places with his unwed bride and choose to be by her side. They knew because of the miracles in their life. They knew because of the miracles in their life. So the teaching of this story is incomplete unless we know all of it. It tells us how we find who we are and have the courage to do what is ours to do. It tells us that it's the miracles that happen in our life 
that teach us who we are, that change the circumstances. It's how we share ourselves with the people that are closest when things happen that are miraculous in nature. And they happen to all of us. Each of us was born unstained. Every one of us is an immaculate conception. We're simply the chosen child of God. Every one of us came in through human parents who wanted us on at least a soul level. And it's hard sometimes to see that, to see the willingness to step forward and be a parent. Because Joseph didn't want to. Joachim was an old man. It's not always easy. But we were brought forward as the children of God in an unstained way. And our life has been full of miracles. The miracles of our first steps. The miracles of our education. The miracles of our prosperity and our abundance. The miracles of our healing and the miracles of our courage and our fortitude and our tenacity that allow us, like Nelson Mandela, to put one step in front of the other. That allowed him to get through 27 years of being in jail. 27 years of captivity. Ask yourself where you were 27 years ago. How much of your life is 27 years? And yet he walked out of jail, out of captivity, as committed as he was the day he started, probably more committed to peace. The story of Mary is how one person changed the entire course of life. The story of Nelson Mandela is how one person changed the entire course of life. The story of you is how one person changed change the entire course of life. And what I offer you today is an opportunity to consider your own significance, to consider that you have made things different by your very breath, by the conversations you've had, by the steps that you've taken through the hard times, by your willingness to be present with generous listening to those who need to be heard and your willingness to hold and hug those who need to be held. All of those things that are so much more important than your professional label or the amount of money in your bank account or all the other crazy things we use to value ourselves. The miracle of you speaks to your significance. The miracle of your very existence. Because there is only God. That's it. And we rise from God and we sink back to God. And that's it. There isn't anything else. And that means that you are the living, walking, breathing manifestation of the divine in this place right now. And you are significant and important and powerful and blessed. And what you do matters and how you do it matters and your courage to walk through days and weeks and months and years and however long it takes matters because any one single person in this room is changing the world right now. And on this day of Advent, when we talk about peace, I ask you to hold the significance of peace as you hold the significance of who you are, that you choose peace 
You choose justice. You choose to create a world that honors all men and all women and sees each person as the miraculous expression of God they are. That's what we're here to do. I have some quotes for you from Mr. Mandela. If you want to make peace with your enemy, you have to work with your enemy. Then he becomes your partner. He said, no one is born hating another person. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. He said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. And he said this about his years in prison. I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers his fear.